Hi, everybody. Drake Hill here. Remember, if you are enjoying this program, please record your comments on Anchor or leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Now, hair, how I grew it. You know, it's funny. I've only been married for about three and a half years. And I remember leading up to the wedding, people kept asking me how I was going to wear my hair. And I thought it was an odd question. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the question. <laughs> well, I mean, are you gonna are you gonna straighten it? And I was like, no. Oh, oh, you're not? And I was like, no. And people were surprised, very surprised, um, that I would, you know, choose to to get married with my natural hair. And I was like, no, this is. I said, my hair will either be a longer or a shorter version of what you see today. That was pretty much my standard answer. (laughs) This is Hair, How I Grew It, a show where sisters talk about their hair-raising natural hair journeys. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. I've been sporting my natural for more than a decade, but the road to getting here wasn't easy. My story reflects the hair struggles sisters have faced since our enslaved ancestors were brought to America in the 1600s, and their African hair and identity were stripped away. As we commemorate the 400-year anniversary of that painful history, Hair, How I Grew It, features Black women from all walks of life who have chosen to wear their natural crowns in a culture that promotes straight hair. On today's show, I interview my fellow Clevelander and Delta Sigma Theta sorority sister, Janelle Coleman, who is one of the busiest people I know. Janelle is the Executive Vice President, External Affairs for the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, one of the top zoos in the country. Her community life includes serving on the Board of Trustees for Ohio University, YWCA Columbus, and KIPP Foundation. She's married to the former four-term mayor of Columbus, Ohio, who, by the way, is a member of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity, so her social calendar is always full. And she is training for a two-day bike race called Pelotonia, which has raised more than $200 million in cancer research. Needless to say, getting Janelle on the phone was not easy, but she made time for the podcast because she's proud to be a part of the natural hair movement. Janelle hopes the ups and downs of her hair journey, which includes her ongoing struggle with hair loss, will help sisters who are dealing with the same issues. You know, this is a miracle that we're <laughs> you don't know. know that, right? I, I mean, getting you on the phone, I've already called you. You're a Delta in demand. That's your new <laughs> name. That's your new name. Because between everything you do, your job, all the boards that you're on, and your girl, this is a miracle. <laughs> miracle. I just well, wanted to know that. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's interesting in that it took a quarantine to uh, slow me down. And I got to tell you, I, you know, would I like to go to Starbucks right now? Absolutely. But um, I needed a little break. So there you go. I know this is a hair podcast, but since the COVID-19 quarantine is affecting all of us, I asked Janelle how she was holding up. 
We're doing well. Um, you know, funny this morning, my husband had to get on a, uh, a video conference and uh, it started at 10 and he asked me at 10 minutes to 10 to help him figure out how to get on the video conference. <laughs> um, and I had a 10 o'clock call myself. So I was just like, okay, you know what? So I, I you know, besides my eyebrow twitching a bit more than usual <laughs> with him, we're fine. We're doing fine. I was really excited to talk to Janelle because we have so much in common. In addition to being Cleveland natives and Deltas, we attended Ohio University. She was a year behind me, and I pledged her Delta line. While reminiscing, she brought up something I did not see coming. You probably don't remember this. Um, what? But I remember, because I was thinking about our, our, our interview today and hair, uh-huh. And I thought to myself, I remember the first time I saw Drake Hill, I was like, who is that girl with all of that beautiful, <laughs> thick hair? No, I had no idea. <laughs> I was just like, she is beautiful. Seriously, I remember the first time I saw you, that's what I thought, because you had so much hair and it was thick and black and long and you seemed very comfortable with it and I was just like who is that girl with that beautiful hair <laughs> oh, that is so sweet and how crazy is it now that we're both natural I know I know I know both natural and salt and pepper I'm pretty sure I have more gray than you do because I'm almost white at this point. But yeah, well, and it's beautiful. Let me just say it is beautiful. Thanks, Soror. By the way, I did not pay Janelle for the compliments. Well, the other thing that I don't know that you know that we have in common is that we actually embraced our naturals around the same time because you did what about 13 years ago yeah and janelle and i have similar hair textures like really tight curly um dense not a lot of you know not a lot of movement so yes yeah. that is my hair my mother cornrowed my hair from the time i was i don't know probably five um, maybe even before that, until um, I got a Jerry Curl um, in the, uh, let's see, I think I got that in fifth grade. So my hair was always braided uh, growing up. She would press and curl it for special occasions, but other than that, it was braided. Did you want that or it was just like I was a kid mom do whatever my mother's famous quote uh in our house was this is not a democracy so (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds familiar sounds familiar yeah yeah so let me just say there was never a whole lot of what do you want it was this is what you're gonna do right um and so 
you know, again, she started so early. It was just something I was used to. Um, and I liked it. Sometimes I'd have beads. Sometimes I wouldn't. She put designs in. And I was fortunate that she knew how to cornrow. Um, but it was it was a process. A process that she hated. We had a ritual. So she would braid my hair pretty much every Saturday morning uh, just to keep my braids fresh. And so you know, living room, Cleveland, Ohio, sitting on the floor, watching Superhost in the morning, and she's braiding my hair. Um, and she would actually let me take breaks um, because I was so tenderheaded and I fussed so much and complained and hollered um, that she realized, okay, she can't just sit through this entire thing. And, and probably was more for her than me. She probably needed a break. So she would um, she would braid my hair in shifts. It was pretty much like a half a day occurrence every every Saturday to get my hair braided. I was sad to learn that the TV personality who portrayed the popular local super host Janelle mentioned died in February 2020. Dubbed the poor man Superman, this clown version of the Man of Steel kept kids entertained with laugh out loud antics. But the laughs weren't enough to keep Janelle still during her marathon braiding session. Uh, but once it was done, it was done. And I didn't have to, you know, go through that for an entire week. Another nightmare was the occasional press and curl for special occasions. I dreaded getting my hair straightened um, as, as well as my brothers and my father. They would leave the house when it was time for me to get my hair straightened. Dad and two older brothers left because they didn't want to witness the drama. It was a battle. I mean, my hair was thick. It was short. Um, and, and because, I, you know, she kept it braided, I didn't really, you know, fuss with my hair a lot. And so the times where she had to, you know, take the braids down and comb it out and make sure it was, you know, straight enough to actually put a straightening comb through it. And the, you know, just the heat, like I remember sitting in the kitchen uh, many people probably have this this experience sitting in the kitchen in the chair. And you guys know that chair. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, <laughs> with the towel over my shoulder and waiting for the hot comb to heat up on the on the on the stove. And I just remember like I would just start sweating bullets. I would just get so anxious about it because I just did not want to feel that heat on my head. And I didn't want to get burned. But sometimes she did. Was there any empathy like, baby, I'm sorry, or just suck it, <laughs> suck it up? No, it was like, sit still, stop moving. Uh, matter of fact, the reason it's hurt, it hurts because you keep moving. <laughs> Did you want straight hair growing up? Well, I wanted straight long hair. Um, but my hair was, my hair was not long. My hair has never been long in my entire life. Um, I've never had a ponytail. Uh, my hair never grew enough to have a ponytail. In fact, Janelle's Instagram handle is I want a ponytail 17. It's a play off the fact that she's never had one and her way of making light of the childhood obsession that her mother put a stop to before it got out of hand. 
And so finally, one day she just sat me down. I was like eight or nine. I never forget it. And she said, look, your ha- this is your hair. You are beautiful, whether you have long hair, straight hair or not. She said the type of the texture of your hair. She's like, your hair has not grown long and it probably will not grow long. Uh, she said, so you're going to have to embrace what you have. Know that you are beautiful and don't think that, you know, because you don't have uh, this long, uh, luxurious hair that you're any less beautiful than anyone else. And so she had that that conversation with me at a very young age and it helped me. I needed it because I was hyper focused on wanting my hair to look like the other little girls right in my class and it wasn't you're listening to hair how i grew it i'm host and producer drake hill burns today i'm talking to janelle coleman she is the executive vice president external affairs for the columbus zoo and aquarium fast forward to fifth grade when janelle got a jerry curl you get older you you know you you start knowing or at least thinking you're cute and um <laughs> right and, and you're like look this braid stuff is for kids I want you know I want a more adult look and uh, at the time jerry curls were all the rage everyone had them and I begged my mother begged my mother for a jerry curl um and she eventually uh you know gave in and, and let me get one. I, however, I, I'm pretty sure I was one of the last people in my friendship group to get a curl. How long did you have a jerry curl? Uh, I had some type of curl, whether it was a jerry curl, a wave nouveau, a California curl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, until my freshman year of college. Really? Yes. Janelle went to a stylist every few months to maintain the curl, and each time she did, it was a financial sacrifice. We did not have a lot of money, so you know it, it was one of the. It was definitely a luxury um, that you know my mom or myself we would scrape together money to get my hair done. In hindsight, she probably didn't do something else so that I could get my hair done because it was an expense. Yeah, girl. In between salon visits for her jerry curl touch-ups, Janelle did her hair, but there was a learning curve. Because it was still new, a lot of, you got a lot of misinformation, right? Um, and this is pre-internet, pre-infomercials. Uh, this is just you talking to your stylist or you're talking to other people who have jerry curls. And so some people were like, don't wash your hair for a month. And then other people were like, no, you absolutely got to wash your hair, but only wash it for every two weeks. And so I remember I got to a point where I just started washing my hair every two weeks. Um, and, you know, it, it, it was it just became part of the, you know, part of my routine. After graduating from high school, Janelle went to OU in 1990. While there, she dealt with the same hair dilemma that all sisters faced on campus. As you know, in Athens, Ohio at the time, you could not find 
you couldn't even find Blue Magic Grease. You couldn't find anything for <laughs> yeah. Black people's hair. Um, Girl, so it, it was, you know, I had to bring everything with me. And when it was time for me to get my hair done, I would have to go home to Cleveland to get it done. She did that about every eight weeks until... After my freshman year, uh, maybe halfway into my sophomore year, I decided that I wanted straight hair. Um, now, why? Why? Definitely because everyone around me had straight hair. Um, I was sort of like, you know, the outlier. Um, and I remember thinking it looked, uh, you know, looked more sophisticated. It looked more kind of, you know, grown up, college student, like no one had hair like mine that I can remember. Janelle decided to go back home to Cleveland to get a cut and relax her. It was super cute, super cute um, until like six weeks later and I was in Athens and I needed a, a touch up. <laughs> and I remember thinking, okay, what if I, how am I going to manage this? She was stuck in a town with no professional black hairstylists or salons. By the way, the barking you heard in the background came from Janelle's two pooches. Mr. Mill is a Labradoodle and Atticus is a Golden Doodle. I couldn't get home because I didn't have a car in college. So I either got rides home or I took a, you know, took the Greyhound home. So it wasn't like I could just you know, jump in my car and drive to Cleveland. A special person came to Janelle's rescue. Kim Walker, and you probably remember Kim. My AKA <laughs> Shout out to Kim. Shout, Shout out, out to Kim. Kim. Shout out to Kim. She's my special too. Kim is the first person who did my touch-up in at OU. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, in, in, in her dorm room. She was like, come on, girl, I got you. We're going to get this together. <laughs> and how did she do? She did great. In case you're wondering, a spesh, which stands for special person, is someone who looks out for and often helps a person pledging a Black Greek sorority or fraternity. If it was not for Kim and people like Kim, who truly were doing hair in their dorm rooms, I don't, you know, I don't know what I would have done. Uh, I don't know what I would have done. Even though Kim and other students had magic relaxer hands, they couldn't prevent the common perm pain. I remember I burned, 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 like tears burned. Um... And, and actually that started with my jerry curl. That's when I, that's when I, you know, cause it was basically it's the same thing. Uh, but the first time I got my jerry curl, yeah. And, and times after that, because, you know, the sense was you wanted it to stay on for a certain period of time. So your hair could get straight. And then they would put the rods on to curl the hair. So it was the same thing with a relaxer. Um, now, I think as, you know, as time went on and I got used to getting relaxers or getting my hair straightened with chemicals, um, it got a little easier. But yeah, I definitely remember my head burning. Oof, yes. And I remember having conversations with friends in college about, you know, enduring the pain. So your hair can get straight. I remember those conversations like, girl, 
I know it burns, but just hold on, just hold on a little bit. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, okay, all right. Um, you know, and we would, we would talk about it cause you wanted your hair as straight as possible. Yeah. Yeah, girl. I, I, those days, ugh, I I'm know. so glad they're over. I'm so glad they're over. I cannot express to you. I know. I know. And, and when you say it out loud, you're like, really? Is that what we were doing? Is that what we were going through? But we were. Absolutely. You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Back to Janelle after a short break. I asked Janelle if she ever did her own relaxers. She said no. I always had someone else do it. And let me be clear, not everyone knew what they were doing. So so there were some mishaps in in the midst of this. Oh, yeah. Kim was someone who knew what she was doing. There were a couple others who knew what they were doing. But I definitely had some mishaps um, trying to maintain my hair in Athens. Yeah. And what did that look like? What you would go to somebody and then you would leave and half of it was straight and half of it wasn't. What are we, what are we talking about? Uh, just basically your hair falling out. Um, just oh. hair- <laughs> just okay. Like- I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Just your hair falling out. Right. Like shedding. You're like, wait, why is my hair falling out? Why? You know, cause it was over processed or they left something on too long or they skipped a step or cause it was a risk. None of these were licensed cosmetologists. I definitely had one instance where a lot of my hair fell out and I didn't have a lot of hair to begin with. And, and uh, I remember going home and uh, my mother was like, what happened to your hair? And she said, you let one of them girls do your hair, didn't you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Despite the relaxer problems, the perming continued through college. Even though Janelle never did her own, she did wash and style her hair in between touch-ups, which required her to invest in some essentials. I had to get two types of curl and irons, one with that curl, uh, really, really short hair, like really, really short hair. Um, I think it was like a half an inch maybe. And then I had like a one or a one and a half inch barrel for some of the bigger curls. So I had to get multiple curling irons, um, you know, uh, uh, shine or some kind of sheen for it, um, a blow dryer. So I had to, I had to stock up on some equipment. <laughs> so basically you had to spend some money you had to spend I, some money baby I had to spend some money yeah Janelle kept the relaxer after graduation and started relying on professionals and at that point I think I'm going to the salon right because now I have a job and I'm making a you know, little bit of money um and so I, I'm getting my hair done every week oh okay once, once a week I'm in the hair salon yeah. But you're not washing it at all. You're just having somebody else take care of it. I'm having someone else take care of it. Janelle did that until she turned 30 and went home in 2000. So I moved back to Cleveland for a, a, a took a role with the Cleveland Municipal School District. And then 
you know, bounced around and then finally found a, uh, a salon, someone that I really liked. And um, I got a burn. I got a chemical burn on my, on my scalp and it had scabbed up and it was really like itchy and it was hurting and it was, it was bad. A chemical burn versus the burns you got in college. How was it different? It was, um, it was uh, scabbed up pretty, like pretty severe, pretty thick. Um, mm. And it was tender. Like it, it, you know, it would hurt to the touch. Okay. Um, and it was, it was like, you know, it wasn't like a little, you know, there's different severity of scalp burns, right? This was, yeah. this was severe. This was like, Hey, what's going on? Okay. Um, you know, pus, right? Like just not, mm. good, not good. Mm-hmm. So I called her, uh, my stylist and I said, Hey, I got this, you know, this burn on my hair, you know, in my hair, what should I do? She asked if I had sea breeze and I said, no, I don't have any sea breeze. And she said, well, do you have any, you know, like rubbing alcohol or peroxide or anything to put on it? And I said, I don't think so. And I think I had some, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was rubbing alcohol or peroxide. Um, but I had something. And so I put it right, like right on the, cause at this point there was really no hair there. I mean, it was a little okay. bit, but not a lot. So okay. I put it right on the scab and I'd say a week later, um, I, I had this, it was the size of a quarter. It was completely smooth in my scalp. There was no hair there at all. The scab was gone, but there was also no hair there. Wow. And, and it was just gone. And I was like, what in the world? Um, and so I uh, went to the doctor. The doctor referred me to a dermatologist. And the dermatologist said, you have alopecia. <sighs> and I was like, what is that? <laughs> And he said, you know, he said, did you get, you know, something happened to your scalp? Did you get some kind of damage or something to your scalp? And I was like, well, you know, so I told him the story about, you know, the burn relaxer, and the, you know, and he said, well, I think this is alopecia. Uh, and he said, well, let's, you know, he said, let's see if it'll grow back. So he gave me some Rogaine. He gave me some Rogaine. I was putting this Rogaine on my, you know, hair, try to get it to grow back. And it wasn't growing back. And I had short hair, so there was no way I could cover it up. It was just there. It was in the back of my hair. I still struggle with bouts of alopecia. Um, So it's a condition that I didn't know I had. And it sort of emerged in my 30s. I have alopecia areata. According to Medical News Today, alopecia areata is a common autoimmune disorder that often results in unpredictable hair loss. It affects nearly 7 million people in America. So the dermatologist that I go to now, her name is Dr. Shari Hicks-Graham, and she is phenomenal. I've been going to her since I've been back in Columbus, so since 2001, 2002. And so what we discovered or what she discovered was that there were two things that were triggering um, my alopecia. Uh, One was hair dye. 
because I started going gray in my in, in, like around 30, 31. Okay. Uh, um, and so I started dyeing my hair. So there is a chemical within dark hair dye uh, that has been linked to be a trigger uh, related to alopecia areata. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I used to know it's it's PPD. That's the that's the acronym for it, but it's this really long name, pseudo pseudo something diamatine or something. But it's it's mostly in dark hair dyes. Um, so brown, black, blue, black, you know, off black. You'll find it. Okay. Um, so PPD, and the other was stress. Um, and I had to start documenting when I was getting my spots because, you know, my hair would grow back, but it would just be, um, a matter of time. Now, one of the things that I've done off and on since that first bout when I was 30, um, cause the Rogaine did not work. So I would get, uh, injections in my scalp, cortisone injections to help stimulate the growth uh, of the hair, you know, of the hair follicle to get my hair to grow back. And okay. So that, well, two questions. Number one, did it help? Yes. That has worked for me. Yes. And was it painful? No, it's like, little, oh, okay. it's like little pin pricks. Kept my relaxer foolishly kept my relaxer for a few more years after that first bout. Um, and then when I've moved uh, back to Columbus, um, I found a hairstylist who I stuck with. And yeah. was she someone that was into natural hair or she was just into just healthy hair? She was into natural hair. She was into natural hair. She so was how did you stumble? Across, I mean, was it just a fluke that you found her? Or? Yeah, total fluke. Because um, she was still doing, uh, when I found her, she was doing natural hair and relaxers. Um, and, but she was known for doing really sharp, short cuts. And so I went to her and, um, you know, she sort of helped me through the, you know, my bouts with alopecia, you know, she would have me, uh, you know, she would fill in my spots with, um, black eyeliner to sort of mask, you know, the, the, the white of my scalp, if you will, you know, so the hair looked more blended. So we, we, we came up with all kinds of stuff um, for a few years. And then finally, you know, she, and she had been learning more and more about natural hair and had been really pushing a lot of her clients to go natural. And um, one day she said, Janelle, you should just shave it all off. That would be so hot on you. You should just shave it all off. And uh, I was like, what? She was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, your hair is short anyway. She's like, you, she's like, no, nah, I'm going to tell you. I'm not telling everybody to do this. She's like, but you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you could do it. And I said, you think? And by now, women had started wearing their hair natural. Not a lot, but, you know, some. She said, well, let's do this. Let's start trying to grow it out, right? Um, so you'll have a little bit of length once we, once we cut it. And I said, okay. Well, Drake Hill, that was one of the most painful 
processes um, of going natural. I the the growing out thing I did not do very long, nor did I enjoy it. Okay, um, what do you mean growing out? Because your hair at this point you didn't have any, or you didn't have much. And when she growing out, what does that mean? I don't understand so, what she was saying. So so my hair is still straight. Let's get a certain amount of new growth. Oh. And then- and then we're going to cut the straight off and then you'll have natural hair. Oh, oh, so you didn't have, oh yeah, that, that funky transition period. That is not easy. It's hard. That was ridiculous. I was, I was <laughs> like, I'm not doing this. So one day, I think I did it for like a month. I don't even think I made it two months. Well, what didn't and you like? You just didn't like the look? It was so much maintenance because I, you know, I'm trying to uh, straighten the new growth, right, with the with the uh, flat iron or whatever I was using at that point, and my hair is really coarse, so mm. it was never really getting that straight. And then you have to straight on top of the new growth, and that you know you're trying to curl that, and my hair would you know the, like the little piece of curl would be on top of the new. It was just it was ridiculous. And then at one point, uh, Karen, my stylist, she was like, well, let's just blow it all out. and Let's wear like a really spiky, you know, kind of uh, fro. And so I did that for a little while. But if I, you know, got any type of sweat, right, then because it wasn't curled, it was just completely straight. Right. Um, sticking up on my head. That looks crazy. <laughs> so, so. One day, it was my time for my appointment, and I came in, and she said, what are we doing? I said, we are cutting this hair <laughs> off. Are you just sure you said you didn't have a profanity in there? No, are you sure? No, oh, okay. Because I, okay. I, I, I generally don't cuss, but I, okay. like, we, I said, we are cutting this hair off. She got so excited. She was like, are you, she was like, are you serious? I was like, yes. She said, today's the day. I said, today is the day. <laughs> She was so excited and she cut it off and I loved it. I like loved cut it, it off like it was bald cut or or like a close crop or what are we talking? It was like brush waves. I mean it was oh. re- it was really, 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 really short. And I loved it. I okay. loved it. Yep. And so that was 13 years ago. Embracing the gray, embracing the natural, was that all at the same time? You know, walk me through. So you're at this point, you've got really short hair. Really short hair. Um, and my gray is, um, ju- it's, 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 it's in, but it's not to the point that it is now. Um, but I have a really small little gray spot um, at the front of my hair. And what's interesting is that I didn't realize how much gray I had. I truly had until after she cut off my hair Um, and I went completely natural. And then I really started to see my gray. I didn't even know I had a gray spot. I had strands of gray, but I didn't know I had that spot until she cut my hair off. Now, had she been dying it up to this point? She had been dying it. Yes. How long had you been dying it? Oh gosh. Um, I started off with rinses and then the rinses weren't covering the gray, the strands, the gray strands. So probably mm, uh, at least four years, I think I had been dying it. And then during those times, during that time where I discovered I had the alopecia, I had tried um, henna, hair henna, 
I had tried um, uh, dyes that did not have the PPD, which at that time were almost impossible to find. And then when you did find them, it didn't really give you the color that you wanted. Uh Um, So then I'd go back to regular hair dye. Um, you know, and it was basically like, you know, just a a calculated risk, right? Like, yeah, I know it's a trigger, but will it trigger this time? Let's see. We'll go ahead and die, right? (laughs) I mean, it was crazy. Once her relaxed ends were gone, Janelle stopped adding color. It was a total reset. It was. Um, And I think that's a great way to put it because it, I started with just my hair. Like there was no chemical, no, no dye, no nothing um, in my hair. And it was a sense of freedom because once I did it and I knew I could do it and I liked it, not only did I like it, I loved it. Um, You know, it gave me a whole new sense of, confidence um I think I've always been a confident person but I think it was kicked up a notch um the time that I saved from not having to go into the hair salon every week um was I can't I should go back and calculate how many hours I've spent of my life sitting in the hair salon (laughs) well let's talk about the time and the money all of that money and I was curious to see what my hair was gonna do you know so I was like what you know I I mean, I had had a chemical in my hair since I was 10. You were sticking with her through this process, correct? I was, I was sticking with her. I was natural. I was not going back. I was natural. Yeah. Um, now, did I get my hair, you know, uh, straightened with the blow dryer here and there, you know, just for a different look? I did. Um, but even then, I'll tell you, I stopped doing that. I think, when's the last time I got my hair straightened? It's probably been... eight years since I've had my hair blown out okay okay like I don't even I don't even do that anymore my husband does not like my hair straight he is emphatic about it well did he meet you when it was straight or natural he met me when it was natural okay okay he met me when it was there and I've I've had it blown out a couple times since we've been together and he's like Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I like him, but I haven't done that now. So the natural had hubby's support. What about the rest of the family? Her siblings' opinions mattered the most because they were always brutally honest. Both of my brothers, without hesitation, because I did this before I had met my husband, they loved it. They were like, it looks great. That's, yeah, that's sharp. That's, you know. And so once they were like, I was like, okay, well, then I'm good. (laughs) Well, what about your mom and dad? What about your mom and dad? So my mother, you know, she really liked it. She told me it reminded her of uh, when she wore her hair really like like a little short afro in the 60s. Janelle thinks her dad, who passed away before her new look, would have thought differently. He was more old school. So I think he probably would have been like, 
well, honey, it's, it's, you're beautiful no matter what, you know, he would have, <laughs> he would have given me one of, one of those, uh, one of those uh, uh, answers. Now I will tell you that something really funny though. My grandmother who was born in 1919 and lived until she was 92 years old. Oh, God bless uh, her. Right. Exactly. She, um, so I, you know, she was still alive when I went natural and I remember on a, a few occasions, she would say to me, now, Janelle, when are you going to get your hair done? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the funniest thing to me because she didn't understand that my hair was done, you know. <laughs> and um, I would say, Grandma, this, my hair is done. This is my hair. Because by now, you know, it's sort of grown out by the time she had, you know, seen me. And, uh, but it used to Crack me up. What about colleagues at her corporate job? All around has been positive. The only thing that happened, which was really, um, it took me by surprise. Uh, and I wasn't offended. It just, it just took me by surprise. Were the number of people who asked to touch my hair. Um because I went, you know, I'm working with these people for years and then, you know, and they, I, I don't know if they understand, understand hair transition or not, but clearly they could see that my look was changing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so once I got to a point where um, my hair was natural and I had grown it out a bit from the really short, short cut, I, you know, again, 13 years ago, there weren't a whole lot of women, especially in corporate America, who had natural hair. And so I did have a couple people ask um, if they could touch my hair. And I just, I just, you know, I wasn't prepared for it. And it was um, odd. But at the same time, you're sort of like, uh, yeah, I guess, you know. And these were women. They were they were they were white women um, who I worked with, um, and it was like, oh my god, it's so beautiful, it's so soft, you know. And not like they was like digging their hands in my, you know, but right? It was it was it was interesting. Have you done any wigs or weaves or braids, or you've just basically kept the you know the fro? Kept the fro, and I see people with these beautiful braids, and I'm like, oh. You know, maybe I should get braids when I go on vacation or something like that. But to your point, the thought of sitting and having my hair braided for hours upon end, I just, I can't eat. I just can't. It's not, it's just not going to happen. Janelle is proud of her natural. No regrets. And she made that clear on her special day. I've only been married for about three and a half years. And I remember leading up to the wedding, people kept asking me, how I was going to wear my hair. And I thought it was an odd question. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the question. <laughs> well, I mean, are you going to, are you going to straighten it? And I was like, no. Oh, oh, you're not. And I was like, no. And people were surprised, very surprised um, that I would, you know, choose to, to get married with my natural hair. And I was like, no, this is, I said, my hair will either be a longer or a shorter version of what you see today. That was pretty much my standard answer. <laughs> Any advice to those who are considering embracing their natural? 
get with a stylist who truly embraces and promotes and understands uh, natural hair um, and who can, you know, who can coach you based on your hair type or whatever your, you know, hair uh, needs and desires are. One of the great things about Karen was that she was very honest with me. She, she, you know, she was like, look, your hair will do this, but it won't do that. And it may do that, but it's definitely not going to do that. You know, I mean, because it, it, we see these pictures and different things and you're like, I want my hair to look like that. Well, some textures just aren't going to do certain things. And so you have to embrace what you have. Um, and it can be beautiful no matter, you know, what length or what texture you have. Here's Janelle's hair care routine for her salt and pepper coily fro. She goes to a stylist for a trim and or shape up every six to eight weeks. In between salon visits, Janelle typically washes and conditions her hair every three to four days. She uses Live So Shampoo and Live So Rinse Out Conditioner. Sometimes she substitutes the latter with pattern conditioner. Janelle lets her hair air dry and when it's almost dry, she sprays on Carol's daughter's hair oil. In between washes, she refreshes her curls with a store-bought curl refresher. If she doesn't have any, she just uses water from a spray bottle. Once every few weeks, Janelle uses a Vita Blue Malva conditioner on the white spot in the front of her head to keep the color vibrant. Before styling, Janelle applies a dime-sized amount of leave-in conditioner. During the spring and summer, she uses curl mousse. In the fall and winter, when her hair is dry, she uses curl cream instead. At night, Janelle occasionally sleeps on a satin pillowcase. I still hear uh, women say, I don't work out as much or I'm not as active as I would like to be because of my hair. And I've heard this for my entire life. Um, and when I had, you know, uh, relaxed hair, I worked out. Was it a lot more maintenance? Absolutely. I was washing it a lot more and, you know, different things, but I worked out. Um, and, but what I did not do was things that I had thought about doing, like learning how to swim, um, or taking up bike riding, um, you know, things that are kind of really gonna um tax the the life of of your hair and being natural for me has just given me so many more freedoms as it relates to my physical activity um and again even though I worked out but I don't think twice about working out now I you know I took swimming lessons two years ago because I was always determined that I wanted to learn how to swim so you know I would just just continue to advocate for um, don't let your hair stop you from doing the things that you want to do or learning the things that you want to do. And especially don't let your hair be a barrier um, to keeping yourself healthy. After our talk, I wondered how Janelle felt after her alopecia diagnosis. I'm sure you've guessed Janelle is typically an upbeat person. So I wanted to ask her if the bad news depressed her. Normally, when I have a follow-up question, I get my guest back on the phone. But since Janelle is a Delta in demand, 
I asked her via text. Here's her response. Quote, I was very upset at first, but then I was like, oh, well, I am not the only one in the world with this. From that point on, I just roll with it. But whenever I get a new spot, I get upset about it. Of course, that is counterproductive because stress exacerbates the problem. End quote. A final note. Happy birthday, Janelle. She celebrated her special day on April 1st. Thank you for listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Follow Hair, How I Grew It on Instagram at Keep It Nat. That's K-E-E-P-I-T-N-A-T. Tweet me at Hair, How I Grew It, and tell me what you think of the show. Also, if you're a sister who wants to tell your natural hair story, tweet me. And who knows, I could be asking you how you grew it. Until next time, keep it natural.